On today's show, Canada is worried about losing its automotive industry. Tesla has another autopilot accident, this time in China. And we answer your questions in You Said It. All that more coming right up on AutoLine Daily. This is AutoLine Daily for the 10th of August of 2016. Automotive manufacturing in North America is running red hot, but not so much so for our friends in the Great White North. In 2009, Canada accounted for 17% of North American vehicle production. But with more automakers moving manufacturing to Mexico, that number dropped to 13% last year, according to Wards. Canada lost more than 53,000 automotive jobs since 2001, and that's why labor negotiations with GM, Ford and FCA that kick off today are critically important for Canada's automotive union, Unifor. And due to its weak bargaining position, Bloomberg reports that instead of seeking higher wages and better benefits, union leaders will negotiate for new investments and products to keep its plants open. The current contract expires on September 19th. Earlier in the week, Tesla got positive news regarding its autopilot after a man in Missouri claimed the system saved his life when the car drove him to the hospital. But now the self-driving feature is back in the news, and for all the wrong reasons. The company just confirmed another of its cars crashed while in autopilot mode, this time in Beijing. Tesla claims that the driver did not have his hands on the wheel when the crash occurred. The company says it makes clear that the driver must have his or her hands on the wheel at all times when in autopilot mode. However, the owner says that when he bought the car, the sales staff sold it as a self-driving car. ZF and FCA are having real problems with their 9-speed transmissions. Details after this. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone Tires, your journey, our passion. Dow Automotive Systems, advanced materials that deliver better results. And by Lear, a global leader in automotive seating and electrical systems. Automotive supplier ZF is having some real problems with its 8- and 9-speed automatic transmissions. Jeep had to delay the introduction of the new Cherokee due to shifting issues. FCA also had to recall over a million vehicles worldwide because of a poor shifter design. A Hollywood actor was killed in what may be an accident related to the transmission. And now ZF is recalling over half a million 9-speed automatics because they could unexpectedly shift into neutral. The problem is linked to, quote, insufficient crimps in the transmission wire harness. But the fix is a simple software update that somehow won't let the transmission shift into neutral on its own. ZF's 9-speed trans is also in a number of Hondas and Land Rovers. Ford just put out some sweet new video of the all-new F-150 Raptor tearing through the desert to highlight the truck's upgraded Fox shocks. The setup features larger diameter shocks that can handle harder impacts and also help improve on-road driving comfort. No, it's not the biggest news in the world, but the video sure is cool. Coming up next, John will be here with You Said It. At Bridgestone, our engineers want to help make sure you're not stuck on the side of the road. Our revolutionary drive guard tires are engineered to take a puncture and drive up to 50 miles. Ready to go. Watch the Olympic Archer demo at BridgestoneTire.com. 
And now it's time for some of your feedback. Tango R34 has been following all of our coverage on 3D printing. I'm sure you can't 3D print a forged piston, can you? If not, then there's still markets for used parts. And no, you can't print a forged piston because forging refers to a specific manufacturing process of heating and hammering. But you would be amazed at the advances in 3D printing, including printing metal parts. And I would not be surprised to see someone print a piston in the future. But right now, 3D printing is only suited for very low volume production. George Ritchie wants to know, if you had to choose a second car for your family, would you go with the Volt or the Bolt? For a second car, I think I'd go with the Bolt. Second cars tend not to get driven as much, and with a 200 mile plus range, the electric Bolt would be perfect. G.A. Brannigan says, it's good that the Chinese are getting into pickups. Are they only interested in the American road whales? Or are smaller, more efficient pickups sold there too? Well, they are interested in smaller pickups, GA, but only as work trucks. The real eye-opener is that a number of Chinese consumers are interested in full-size pickups as their daily drivers. Fast Forward wants to know, why on earth did Nissan spend all that money to enter the highly competitive market of full-size trucks when what they should have done is produce a new small truck for the North American market? Wouldn't it avoid the chicken tax if it were to be built in this country? Well, hey, have you forgotten about the Nissan Frontier? It's a mid-sized truck, and even though it's the oldest one in the segment by far, sales are up 34% this year, and they were up a whopping 73% last month. And it's built in the USA. Now, having said that, you're right. There probably is room for an even smaller pickup. And no doubt some automaker is going to test those waters. Lisk heard my piece about future collectibles and has some suggestions that I really like. What about the 1995 Buick Riviera or even the Riata? Both had over-the-top styling. Both are pretty cheap. And the CRT touchscreen might still work. <laughs> At that it might. Fred wants to know, with the announcement from FCA that they will cease car production in the USA as a business decision, what is in the future as this company looks more and more like it is in an automotive death spiral? I disagree with FCA's plans to only make trucks, Jeeps, and SUVs in the US, but I don't see this company in a death spiral or even close to one. Yeah, their earnings are not as strong as they should be, and they have a relatively higher level of debt, but that does not translate into a death spiral. Roman Koch asks, has Ford responded to the Chevy ad which shows a toolbox ripping a hole in the bed of an F-150? No, they haven't responded, not with an ad of their own. And while those ads attracted an awful lot of attention, the F-Series actually increased its sales lead ever since those ads came out. Bradley and Buzzard are going to make every hardcore car enthusiast cringe. I love my CVT and my 2014 Corolla Le Eco Plus. It is so smooth and so quiet, allowing for very easy hypermiling. I love manuals, but I am very happy with the CVT. And Buzzard adds, I have a CVT in the Juke. After you drive it a while, you don't really notice it. It's just different. And Gary Susie wants to know, how much less does a CVT cost over a transmission? Well, I'm assuming you mean over a stepped gear automatic transmission. Look, CVTs can be really expensive, but 
when you start talking about 8 and 9 and 10 speed automatics, the cost difference probably is not that much. XA351 GT reacted to our report that the Ford Econoline van will stay in production until 2021. That's surprising to hear that the Econoline is still in production and will stay there for five more years. I thought that was discontinued last year. The only vehicles that I can think of that match its longevity is the original air-cooled Beetle and, to an extent, the 911 Porsche. I know the 911 has changed quite a bit, but its overall look is still the same 50-plus years on. You can look at one and instantly know what it is. And at that, you really can. Hey, thanks for all your comments and questions, and keep them coming. But with that, we wrap up today's show. Thanks for watching. We'll see you tomorrow.